Welcome back to this week's episode of On The Level Leadership. I am just about to hop on a client call with a fellow coach colleague of mine to discuss the notion of self-advocacy. And I thought this would make a great content video for this week. So why do we care about self-advocacy on a leadership channel? It's actually pretty simple. If you want to advocate for others on your team, if you want to advocate for your organization, you also have to learn the subtle talent of advocating for yourself. If you want to do more than survive and you want to actually thrive in your life and in your career, you're going to have to self-advocate. In this video, I'm going to give you three areas that you're going to need to achieve some clarity on so that you can learn to be the self-advocate that you need to be so that you can thrive rather than survive in your life, in your career, in whatever you want to do. The first of these areas is the notion of barriers. Now, when it comes to self-advocacy and speaking up for ourselves and finding our voice, there are specific barriers that can really come into play here that stop us from doing just that. I like to be very holistic when it comes to barriers and think about the body, the human, your experience as a system, not just as a single point of experience. Common barriers can be psychological, they can be emotional, they can be cultural, there could be an intellectual barrier, there could be a communication barrier, there could be physical barriers. There are barriers of all sorts in our system around us that keep us from speaking up. Some of the more common ones, the things that I kind of experienced when I was either growing up, becoming an adult or growing in my career were things like fear of rejection, fear of change. You know, if I take this action, if I speak up for myself, it's going to mean a change in my relationships or a change in my status in my career. It may mean feeling like you're a burden. Maybe you've asked for things before and you just don't want to ask again because you're going to feel like you're a burden to somebody. Maybe you're afraid of rejection, that someone's going to say no to your advocacy or that you might lose your job, or that you'll be denied promotion or be considered career limited in some way. Maybe you are yourself a part of an advocacy group, or maybe you have a child who is part of a community that you need to advocate for on a regular basis. And so when it comes to you, you're just tired, you're exhausted. Well, these are common barriers to self-advocacy, but I'm telling you that there are ways that you can start overcoming those barriers, and they're through what we call enablers. The definition of an enabler from a positive perspective is a person or a thing that helps make something possible. Think about that. So what I want you to do is reflect, okay, I have this issue. I want to self-advocate. I don't know what to do. I want you to ask yourself these questions. Who or what do I have in my environment, in my community, in my surroundings that I can lean on or that I can utilize to support me so that I can make this thing happen? So common enablers might be things like having an ally, finding community, finding other like-minded people who believe the same things you do. It comes down to also understanding your own needs, your own values, your own ethics, and asking whether or not self-advocacy is something you need to do to be able to align with those things. Knowing your truth is a really vital component to this. Another piece to it might be knowing your legal or human rights or understanding the organizational policies around certain things. So if you're being bullied at work, for example, by either a senior lead or maybe a colleague, what are the things that you have at play that you can leverage to either stop the behavior or to distance yourself from it? Can you ask for a transfer somewhere to kind of move or distance yourself from the situation? Is there an ombudsman you can talk to to seek counsel to maybe get some help on the situation? The biggest piece here is not feeling alone. It's all about 
figuring out how to enable yourself to make decisions and to take action to change the way things are going in your life at the moment. For me, finding community was essential. So when I was dealing with a narcissistic colleague who was trying to sort of derail my career path, if you will, and trying to make me look bad to everybody, what I did is I sought out allies, the people that believe the same things I did. I maintained my professional demeanor. I did my research and talked to the ombudsman and to my uh, union representative to get a sense of what I could and couldn't do. I knew that in order to enable me to be able to take action or to be able to support myself or defend myself or to be accountable or an advocate for myself, I had to put all the research and all of the evidence together in one area and really do it in a way that was professional, educated, well-informed, and followed every policy of the organization. Because if I did that, there was no way that I could lose, essentially. Even if I did feel that it might be career-limiting or that he might be successful, the reality is, is in the end, by finding my enablers and by finding my community and establishing and understanding what my rights were, what I was allowed to do, not allowed to do, and following within the constraints of the rules, I was actually able to demonstrate that I was not the irrational one. And I was able to demonstrate that I was in fact the one that was actually defending myself against this behavior. And it turns out that as I did that, others started to feel braver in speaking up. And there were actually formal complaints that were eventually placed on this individual. The reality is, is you're going to have to find the enablers that are going to help you take action so that you can advocate for yourself. And finally, I want you to really be clear about the cost of an action. So whether you decide not to do something or you decide to do something, they're both decisions. If you do nothing and you stay in the exact status quo, what's the price of that? Is it going to be your career? Is it going to be your mental health? Is it going to be your physical health? Like what is the price of an action? Because every single decision you make has a price. And I'm going to tell you that from my own personal perspective, when I was in my 20s, I was involved in an abusive relationship. And during that time frame, I started to really get clear on the notion that the price of staying on my mental health, on my career, because it was it was impacted by everything that was happening, my friendships, my family life, all of it was being impacted by this relationship. And the price of that started to become a lot greater than the price and the fear of leaving. And so I started to take action towards leaving, but I did that by finding my community, gaining, getting my friends on board with what I was doing, getting the support I needed so that when I left, I felt not only safe, but supported in doing so. You can do the same thing at work. Now to conclude, I'd like to say that self-advocacy is in fact a form of self-compassion. If you're not self-compassionate, then how can you possibly live a life that is thriving rather than feeling like you're just surviving? Whatever it is that you're looking to advocate for yourself, the key here is to understand your values, know what it is you need, start identifying the steps that you need to take, the allies you need to have, the community you need to establish and be a part of, and then start taking steps because action is really the only way you overcome fear and anxiety. That's the hard part. Thanks again for being here, folks. I do appreciate you taking the time. Now, remember that if you got anything out of this video, give it a like and subscribe if you like this kind of content. Remember, I'm here every week to help you leaders be the best leaders you can be so you can grow in your career. And if you're listening on podcasts, follow this podcast because I am here weekly to provide this kind of content. And alternatively on YouTube, if you have any thoughts around what enabled you to speak up or what kept you from speaking up and maybe the price of not speaking up, I'd love to see a conversation in the comments down below. In the meantime, folks, take care and we'll see you next time.